Homemakers, our show is made possible by a few carefully selected advertisers and because of our Patreon friends. If you haven't yet, we invite you to show your love for the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. There you will receive downloads to both of our cookbooks, exclusive access to snippets of the Homemaker Chic book as it's being written, and a private invitation at the end of every season to join us for our live fangirl party call. You can be a part of Homemaker Chic and show your support for the show by visiting patreon.com forward slash Homemaker Chic podcast. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Homemaker Chic Podcast. And now, let's rock this show. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. It's Monday. We are here again. Angela Reed of Parisian Farm Girl, Shay Elliott of ShayElliott.com. We're here again to help you rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. Uh, I'm not wearing any red lips today. (laughs) It's Monday and... It's gardening season and beach season, and there's permanent dirt under my fingernails forever. Mm-hmm. You're wearing a long sleeve shirt today, though. I know because like, we not have a summery cool shirt. I know. Well, it's we have cool days in July every once in a while, so mm-hmm. I don't think it's more than like 63 degrees out right now. Okay, it'll warm up by this afternoon. Yep. Yeah, it happens every year. Yeah. Okay. It's that How temperature. It's that temperature here where you're like, I can do things in the morning and I can do things in the evening, and that middle part, not so nah, much. Not outside. Yeah, but it's it's good. It's good. Everything's good. There's so much coming out of the garden right now that my head is spinning, and I love that. The complete drinking from a fire hose overwhelm of having so much produce. That's crazy. I, I've been watching what you've been bringing in, and I'm like, mine won't be that much because I don't grow as much as you do, but uh, it's good stuff, and I just have mm-hmm. to wait. Mm-hmm. I am, I could actually pull all my beets and all my carrots right now and get another round. Mm-hmm. They look fabulous. The carrots aren't so big that they look nasty yeah. or tough. They're delicious, and the beets are just like, we're here. We're ready. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have extra seed, and I might try to go... Go for round two. Yep. That's on my mm-hmm. list today, actually, after we record, is to go out and get round two in of being Actually, I can get another round of green beans in and beets and carrots. Cool. So I'm going to try something new this year with my carrots. And I'm going to actually chop them mm-hmm. and freeze dry them because... <laughs> I, I am so grateful for what we can grow and how we can store things. But it's so dirty all the time. The onion paper, the garlic paper. When you store your carrots in the cold room, in the dirt, and they, they'll last for a year this way. But you yeah. have to go out and dig them out of the dirt. You I get know, tired of it. And I the get kids, tired they of want the a dirt. carrot. The kids want a carrot and they dig in there. And like, that's my yeah. refrigerator. <laughs> you know? It's just dirty. Yeah. It's just dirty. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to my friend Molly. She has a freeze dryer and she chops up her onions, celery and carrots like in her food processor, like minces them mm-hmm. and then freeze dries it and just stores it in big jars because she's like, that's the start of basically every winter recipe. Right. And then and then it's 20 minutes of prep already done and you're not messing with the onion peels and you're not messing with the carrots and was kind of appealing sounding to me <laughs> yeah you know I like 
see that's what's really exciting is like you every year you try you get to try something new learn something new yeah that's a that's great soup prep yeah you have those onion carrots and celery ready that's that's like the difference between a stressful evening and an easy evening yeah yeah yeah, that's Your great. mic sounds weird. Are you talking See, into the wrong side you. of it? That's why I asked you. No, because I just switched my office. When we, before we started, I said, "How is it that?" Sounds, is that better? It, yeah, it sounded harsh, sharp. Okay, s- like stingy sounds. So it's better this way. This is better this way. I'm asking you. Yes, it's better this way. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, yes. So homemakers who are in charge of cooking food, it's always a great question to ask yourself this time of year if you're going to put the effort into preservation like what do we actually want to eat right like is this actually good to eat because it's so easy to get caught up and you're just it's so easy to get caught up in the novelty yeah of of the jams and the preserves and the little compotes and whatever and they're fabulous I love it that's one of my favorite parts of the whole gardening process but it is really important to ask like Am I, are we going to eat this? Like, is yeah. this something we're going to actually spread on something or rub into meat or yeah. do the thing with? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My root cellar has a little cemetery to products that sounded like a good idea that turns out we actually don't really want to eat. Yeah. And so this year I'm really trying. My friend Sarah on the cooking community. Hi, Sarah, if you're listening. She calls it elevated preservation. Like, we're not just preserving. We're... we're preserving better (laughs) we're preserving better so anyway my mind's kind of there right now we've got um i know a lot of you have gardens from all different zones but um it's just go time here which is great and wonderful but it you know it's just that element of work yeah i'm back okay okay there she goes mike check there we go yeah uh, yeah, um, I'm on Beetle Patrol. Last week, uh, Friday, we had a really beautiful rose video come out on YouTube, and I just showed like taking off the beetles off of one rose. But the amount of time spent keeping my roses safe right now is just really sad. It's just so gross. I'd like to sucker punch whoever brought the Japanese beetle to oh America. It's just so not right. And everyone's like, oh, you know, you can get those bags. You can hang those bags. I'm like, no, you can't. That just like sends off the pheromones into the air and makes it all the worse. <laughs> They're just gross. Yeah. It's part of it. It's part of it. I had my little sister over to my garden last Friday and I picked her a little basket of some stuff and I just kind of told her like, okay, if you're going to use the cabbage, like just take the outer leaves out, just wash it, you know, and you might see these bugs come out like blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. This is fine. And she was just like, uh, I'm not so sure about this. Right. (laughs) Like, no, really, it's fine. This is good. Like real vegetables have some bugs. Chomped by an earwig before? Well, I had one up in my hoo-ha today not up in my hoo-ha sorry I'm sorry what I was I got up at five okay to preserve and I'm cutting up cauliflower into small pieces to get a load in my freeze dryer so I'm still in my pajamas I have my apron on and when I went to go buy these pajamas I really needed some but they didn't have my size so I ended up with like an XXL which is not my size so they're gigantic and they drag all over the floor and it's really terrible but so there's a lot of room, and I feel this bug crawling up my inner thigh. Oh, 
My and I'm like, gosh. okay, are you imagining it? Is nope, it the fabric? Nope, nope. It's a bug. It's a bug. So I pinch it. Like, so it looks like I'm pinching my crotch. I'm pinching it and I walk over to waddle over to Stu and I was like, turn my head away. And I said, okay, I'm pinching a bug. I don't want to know what it is. Just can you get in there and like get it out? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it was an earwig. Yo. It was an earwig. So, um, no. A few weeks ago, I, well, I like bugs don't bother me. I don't like spiders at all, but bugs, I'll just pick them up and, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I picked this up and it bit me like it clamped on to the fleshy part of my hand and like wouldn't I had to like pluck it off it was it a bee no it was it no earwig that was my expletive uh oh. it was an earwig <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay it, it got me I've yeah. never been it was like a scorpion it was hor- it hurt so bad I've never been no I never have either before yeah I they're everywhere right now. Y'all, it's just part of it. It's just part of it. Welcome to gardening in the fall. <laughs> I mean, fall. like, after, after the fall. Oh. oh. <laughs> gardening in the context of the fall of the world. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah. So here we are. Uh, welcome, Homemaker Chic listeners. This is where we get together. We are questioning our summer, which means that we are taking time once a week to sit for a good little chunk of time and answer the questions that you guys have. Um, it never like ceases to amaze me the breadth, breadth, breadth <laughs> <laughs> of questions that we get. <laughs> the wide variety. Stu's just like, don't use words. If you can't use them correctly, just stop. Don't push through. <laughs> the breadth of the... Robert. <laughs> the wide array of questions that we get. Um, it makes us feel, I think, a little schizophrenic because, you know, it's like, oh, you're great. Oh, you're terrible. Oh, you're relatable. Oh, get out of here with that nonsense. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just so all over the place. But the majority of you um, are just grateful that we're able to, like, have this time together, that you have a little support group of other homemakers um, which we definitely are. Angela and I always say like we're in the trenches with you and we most certainly are. So all that's to say, we're going to sit today and answer some of your questions that you guys sent us over on Instagram. We're over there on Homemaker Chic Podcast. If you would like to send in questions for us, alas, we cannot hit all of them, but we're going to we're going to try to knock some out today. Yes. Yes. Yes, we are. Um are we whining first or should we go? Let's do a question. Let's do some questions first. Okay. Good gracious. Let's dive right in here. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. this was fun. This is fun because we have traveling coming up and, you know, we, you guys go into Seattle and like we do things. Um, when traveling, especially with kids, what do you eat? Uh. Do you find farm to table restaurants? Bring an instant pot along for the hotel room. All oh, those girls legit. This yeah, is no peaceful kidding. nourishing over on Instagram. What about airplanes and long road trips where the only stops are gas stations and fast food? Do you bring food? If so, what do you bring? Purse meat. <laughs> Beef meat sticks. Uh, we, we touched on this a little bit a few weeks ago um, just because I learned how she travels the first time I uh, was out of town with her, which I think was like in California or something. And it's really, I've actually learned from Shay because when I would travel pre-Shay, so pre six years ago or whatever, 
that's when I would splurge. So that's when I would go through Starbucks and get, you know, pastry, or that's when I would get something that wasn't so healthy for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and stupidly, <laughs> just never made the connection. Like you're over caffeinating and you're eating garbage while you travel. And this is why you always feel terrible while you travel. And then the first time I was with Shay, she got off the airplane and she's like, I need a hard boiled egg. <laughs> and I'm just watching this whole thing unfold and furl before me we had to find a trader joe's i'm in there like chocolate champagne let's do this woohoo and she's like i need meat sticks i need hard-boiled eggs i need kombucha like and i just kind of remember looking and going oh that's probably smarter (laughs) and i've really it's funny like sounds super cheesy but i've never been the same like now that's what i do like now i i'm high protein high fat Trying not to over caff, you know, over caffeinate yeah. myself when I'm, even though I'm tired. Um, I treat myself better when I'm traveling now, and I do the same for my family. And some of them are catching on, like, oh, this is how to not feel like garbage when you leave the house. Yep. So, yeah, um, pretty much that. Um, airplane long travel is really tricky. Travel is tricky, mm-hmm. um, and so there's there's. You know, obviously some things you can do, not over, I mean, just the quintessential things, not over caffeinating, make sure you bring a water bottle. I always take hydro, they're called hydro packs, it's, or sorry, power pack, it's a brand of electrolytes that I really, really like. Um, so they help you to really stay hydrated. They've got like trace minerals and all that kind of stuff in there. Why are you making that face? Because I realized why my sound was bad. There you are. Yep, it was pulling from the wrong mic. Okay. Can Stuart fix that for the first 12 minutes? Can he? Maybe. Bump me up a little bit? We'll try. Okay. Um, high protein, high fat, low sugar. And as you guys know, I try to avoid I try to avoid any sort of nasty vegetable oils. So a lot of the stuff they serve on airplanes, I just don't really eat because it's just not worth the calories to me. I'd rather just yeah. eat a meat a clean meat stick or something of the sort. So um yeah. It's it's just tough though. I mean, we just mapped out our our next trip that we have coming up, and it's twenty four hours solid of travel, and there's no way that I'm going to be able to like pack enough food <laughs> to sustain that. It's just not going to happen. So, um, I don't take an Instapot. I mean, I I try to be just kind of even keel about it. Just find the best that you can. Mm-hmm. I will say one thing I have learned with traveling is that when you're at an airport or you're traveling into an unknown area, your first reaction can be like, oh, I want to eat healthy, I want to eat light, I want to feel good, so I'm going to have a salad. And I have had the opposite experience where the one time that I did get food poisoning was from a salad because it's not cooked. Airport produce terrifies me. Well, even restaurant, even when you're not sure of the restaurant. And so I had it taught to me, like, no, actually, when you are – traveling it's best to like it's better to just eat like the fried chicken strips Mm -hmm. because the chances of you getting sick from something fried are so much less and are you going to feel great afterwards no you're not but to me it's better to feel that way than it is to be violently Mm -hmm. ill like on an airplane which i've known multiple people where that's happened to they eat airplane food or they eat airport food then they get on a plane and have to didn't manage. that happen to you on the way home from Atlanta? Didn't we eat like a horrible? Yes. Lunch oh, I was sick for like and you were a week for, after that. Yeah. 
Oh, I was so sick. I had my, happened to my cousin, he ate some food in Japan at the airport on his way back and was Mm -hmm. violently ill for like the 18 hour plane ride, you know, just curled up in fetal position in the airport or in the airplane bathroom rather. And it actually just happened to my friend Jody too. She was flying back from South Carolina, sat next to a young ROTC guy who was like 20 years old. He was totally fine. They take off 10 minutes into the air all of a sudden. I mean, like, it just hit him out of nowhere. I mean, like, it got so bad. He had to, like, change his clothes. Like, it was bad. And there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Um, And so it might seem silly to, like, pack meat sticks or that sort of thing. But Mm -hmm. that's a way better option to me. Yeah. Um, When we are traveling with the family, like, I will try to pack sandwiches like I'll make yes. bread like the night before yeah. or wraps, you know, some sort yeah. of tor- tortilla wrap. Yep. And then I'll just like splurge and get whatever yummy nut, dark chocolate, sea salt bars, mm-hmm. nut bars from Costco. Um, I try to have snacks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. We do bagels and cream cheese. I make homemade. It's nice and filling. Sourdough bagels. Yeah. yeah. They're nice mm-hmm. and filling. There's nothing in it that's going to go bad. It can be out of the mm-hmm. refrigerator for quite a while. I also like to make, this is a good time to make like a couscous salad, you know, with like a vinaigrette and chopped peppers and tomatoes. And I mean, you can put it in a little disposed or, you know, throwaway container and take it with you. For and, yourself or you're reaching those into the back seat? Oh, yeah. No, I, I like pack them for my whole family. I always pack them for Jeremy, too. We've you're traveled right. a lot together. <laughs> and I'm like, here, just try to account for everybody, you know. So we do that sometimes if I can get my feet under me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Yogurt parfaits are a good one to take. You know, good yogurt, maple syrup, chopped fruit. Mm -hmm. Veggie sticks and hummus are a really good thing to take. Again, they're not going to like spoil in the 12 hours that you have them in your carry-on. So yeah, lots of options there. But no Instapot. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Don't do that. No. I don't do that. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah, that is legit. Not a bad idea. I mean, you could throw a roast and some salt in there and have like just Uh good meat and broth. For picking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea. Not yeah, on an airplane an anymore. Wouldn't that be Mind. funny if you took an Instapot and like plugged it in? You know how sometimes they actually have the outlets on airplanes. Wouldn't that be Gosh. hilarious if somebody was cooking <laughs> meat in an Instapot? It's like steaming. <laughs> That's Did you kill your Instapot again? Yeah, they die. They don't like this. Is the house that Instapots go to die? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like what number four. Yep, basically. Yep, it is. <clears throat> I'm just Instapot. Right you better tighten that up. Right? What's the problem? I feel like every product needs like a big family version or like a homesteader version of that product. Oh, yeah. They're never big enough. Well, they're never sturdy enough. Yeah. You know? And is that just like the cheapo? Because like I was at Best Buy a few months ago and they had something you know, that did the same thing. And it was over $300. So, like, are there more, like, technologically advanced or better made versions of the Instapot? Because I I was looking at it wondering, why is this thing so much money? Hmm. I don't know. Somebody knows. I don't know. If you know, will you email us or text us on Instagram or something? Um, Oh, this is fun. Speaking of something that somebody knows... I don't know if I can find this to describe it accurately. But, you know, I was lamenting the loud, obnoxious gas station 
televisions that we have here in the Midwest. Yes. Um, apparently, there's a button where I can turn them off. Oh. Somebody messaged me. Almost, I hate pumping gas. It almost makes me want to go pump some gas and see if I can figure it out. Interesting. But not quite. Interesting. I can't imagine anything that would make me want to buy a product less than somebody shouting at me while I'm trying to pump gas. I know. It's awful. Hmm. I think some of us also just have authoritarian issues. Like, um, okay, here's an example. They, uh, we did a church potluck last week. Mm-hmm. And the secretary emailed everyone. She's like, okay, we're going to do like a Thai-themed potluck. So bring a dish, blah, blah. And I was like, that's the only food I'm not going to make. <laughs> Which, of course, I did. But like my first response internally was just like, no, we will not be making Thai food. I will make oh whatever food I want. <laughs> <laughs> what is gas station? What do gas station televisions have to do with authority problems? Well, because they're shouting at you what to buy. And you're like, don't tell me what to do. Yeah, but sometimes I'm just here pumping like my gas. Some- Sometimes it's awful. It's like vocabulary words. It's the forecast. Oh. Like I thought it was ads. No, no. It's little tiny shows, like really quick. Sports updates. It's They're awful. So it's just, well, ugh, yeah, gross. It just comes on. Yeah, I don't like it. But okay. apparently I can turn them off. So Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now you know. Now we know. All right, uh, let's cue some wine music. Okay. Market, because this is the part of the show where we uh, would like to invite you to try Dry Farm Wines. We have something really fun for you homemakers this summer. We're changing our uh, call to action a little bit. You can visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic club. And they will send you two free tumblers as a gift for your first time purchase. So Dry Farm is really fabulous. What you're doing is you're partnering with small farmers all around the world and they are bringing you beautiful red, white, sparkling, rosé, even the new trendy orange wines that are biodynamic. So there's no added sugar, no GMO yeast, no colorings, and we have a testimonial from one of our lovely homemaker listeners. Hi Shane, Angela. My name is Natalie and I'm from Swansea, Illinois, and I want to thank you for recommending Dry Farm Wines. A few years ago, I thought I had to give up wine completely because after I would have even a glass, I would have a terrible reaction. I felt sick and I had skin rashes that were developing, and after a lot of trial and error, I linked it to grocery store wine. So I was resigned to not drinking it anymore until you recommended Dry Farms. My husband and I have ordered several boxes now. We are so happy. I have had zero negative reactions and we are so excited to discover new wines from regions around the world. Thank you so much for introducing me to Dry Farms. Perfect. So visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic club. I just had the pleasure of introducing my friend Nettie to these wines. She came over and her family came over for dinner last week and we first enjoyed, um, oh, I can't think of the name of the of the bottle, but it was a sparkling rosé. Mm-hmm. And I said, would you like some rosé? And she's like, no, I don't really like, like rosé like that. And I'm like, well, maybe just try this one and see. And so I poured her a glass and she's like, ew, okay, like what have we got going on here? 
And so we were, her husband loves tasting beer. And so he's really good at like picking out the different hops and all this kind of stuff. Oh, cool. So we were talking about wine tasting, beer tasting. And I told him I can pretty much narrow in the country now when I taste a wine. I can know Mm. if it's like an Australian or French or Italian or... And I served this wine and I wasn't paying attention. We were mid-conversation. I just grabbed another bottle and opened it and I poured it and I take a drink. I'm like, now what the heck is this? Like it was no wine I had ever tasted before. I was very confused. And it was a dry farm wines. Okay. And so I go get the bottle and I look on the back and it's South African. It was a South African white wine and... It tasted like pineapple. It was tasted so mm. fruity, like tropically. It was really bizarre. Anyway, that one threw me because you don't see a cool. ton of South African wines come through dry farms, right? So it was fun. I mean, it was delicious too. So that's oh yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, we drank it. Um, dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic club to get your free tumblers with your wine order. Fun. Okay, let's deep dive into these questions. Okay. I never see these before we do this, you guys. Angela I know. chooses this them is... out. She has time oh, to usually... think. I don't. Yeah, well, no, not really. I just grab them, screenshot, grab them, screenshot. Um, this one, it, this is fun. We can talk about fashion a little bit. Um, I love Angela's style, but I'm still in my 20s and feel like if I were to wear, to wear the same, some, <laughs> wear some of the same pieces she has, it would look too mature for me kind of clothes 20s? did Angela wear in her 20s? I don't think 20s is too young to dress like that. Yeah. I don't, I've kind of always dressed like this. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think you can look too mature. I mean, like, unless you're going to go to, like, Chico's and start getting, like, big tunic top. Like, I, you know, like, if you're going to mm-hmm. dress in an older, like, the store in attire that is carried in stores that are geared towards an older demographic in your 20 maybe but if you do like something a little bit more tailored or I mean I suppose my style is like more of a retro flair um I don't think that's too mature I was thinking about uh Princess Kate if you look at what she wears which is not really retro it's very feminine and tailored and stuff but if you she dresses really mature if you took a lot of the stuff she wears and put it on someone 30 years older than her it would look just fine and I don't think she ever looks uh mm-hmm. frumpy or or too mature yeah you know or yeah old doesn't make her look older yeah, yeah. it makes her look mature mm-hmm. I would say give it a try if there's some if there's uh pieces that you want to try that you're concerned would do that give it a try and see um mm-hmm. at the end of the day how you felt Mm-hmm. You know, or mm-hmm. see a picture of yourself probably yeah. would be a more accurate way to assess it, less emotional. Yeah, and you might even find, I think, that you like the way that it makes you feel. I think people will actually take notice of a younger person dressed in a mature and modest way. You know, that's a great opportunity. We were at a sandwich shop a couple of days ago, and we're just – the level of, I don't even want to say fashion, I mean, just the level of dress that was coming from young women was so extraordinarily low. I mean, like, why why even put any clothes on at this point? Um, and I think to dress mature, to dress modestly, that's a great thing. And I think it's going to give you the right kind of attention from the right kind of people. Mm-hmm. So 
go for it. Yeah, give it a go. Um, okay, this one's for you, Shay. Okay. Uh, this is, oh, and I'm sorry, I don't remember who asked me that question about the clothing. That was peaceful nourishing again. Okay, this is oh, not a fa- not an effective way for me to look for these questions. Um, this is from Abby, and she wants to know about your medicinal herb garden, how it's going, um, if you've made any tinctures, mm-hmm. what you planted. Okay, which I know you have a YouTube video where yes. you label all the plants. Yeah, I have a YouTube video where so we started a medicinal herb garden this year. This is kind of a bucket list item for me is to learn how to use herbs in a in a completely full circle kind of a way Mm -hmm. and so we just fenced off a little area and last year we planted in all the herbs that we knew you know they're just like parsley and oregano and rosemary and all these sorts of things this year I kind of layered in a bunch of different medicinal herb plants so go to my youtube channel the Elliott homestead and there's a great video on that where they're all labeled because I Mm -hmm. don't want to list them all out here nor would I would remember them all um, I haven't done a ton with them because here's here's kind of my um, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. I use essential oils a lot and I'm very comfortable with them and I know what to do with them and I know how to use them and how to apply them and how to dilute them. And you're taking a lot of those same principles, right? So thyme oil, for example, I know how to use thyme oil, but using a thyme tincture, your, your dosage is going to be different and how you make it's going to be different and how you take it's going to be different. And so the paradox I'm kind of living in is like I have all the I have access to these really beautiful oils and I I'm, have them in my stash, you know, and I love them mm-hmm. um, and I'm comfortable with them. And then like the paradox of like, OK, but all that stuff's out there, too. And I do want to learn how to do it. But we haven't really ventured much further than just doing tinctures, which is basically either herbs diluted in an alcohol Mm-hmm. Or, uh, so we do an echinacea tincture, for example. There's another YouTube video on that. And we use that for like coughs and colds and respiratory treatment of stuff. Um, time, t- time tincture would be another one. And then kind of oils for salves. So again, you're basically just taking a jar, filling it up with the herb, and then pouring some sort of oil over the top and letting it infuse so I'm far from an expert. But we had some great people over on our patron call, didn't we, who yeah. recommended some really great herbalism books and learning how to do that. Um, it's not a huge major thing this year because the They're plants are just yet. getting I mean, established. It's a new garden. Yeah. 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 So I'm kind of letting it do its thing this year, and I'll spend the winter studying up a bit more. So that's how um, I was just – in a health food store recently, you know, there's this book I love called Prescription for Nutritional Healing. And I was unaware of this, that they have an herbal version now. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen that book? No. The prescription, it's like, it's a monster. Okay. It's amazing. I think every homemaker should have it on her shelves um, because it takes any and all ailments and has like the full supplemental protocol and okay, that would what the be issue what is. I need. It's it's a really good book. That's the prescription for nutritional healing. It's okay. called, and um, and then like I said, there's this herbal version. Okay, which it's got me all excited. Yeah, it's a lot to yeah. learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot to learn. And sometimes I love to. I don't know if you ever get this way with your garden, but like sometimes I love to take a step back and be like, let's just appreciate everything we've put into our brain for the last decade. Like, 
look what you're able to do now that you didn't know yeah. how to do five years ago, 10 years ago. A lot of the mm-hmm. things that we're learning how to do on our homesteads, like we didn't come from a heritage that taught us those things. Right. So it's really cool to be able to, to take a step back sometimes, even if you're just adding one or two things to your repertoire each year. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden at the end of it, you've made, you've made a lot of progress. Yeah, and this is a great example of it doesn't have to be um, this complete, when you, as a homemaker, when you're learning something new, it doesn't have to be this complete and utter overhaul. Like let go of the pressure that, okay, I want to learn how to sew. So I need to be able to like sew this and this and this and this by Christmas. And I need to make my children's Christmas church cantata outfits and like just let go of that. (laughs) Maybe you just need to learn how to make an elastic waisted skirt. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe you should just learn how to replace a button. Like mm-hmm. just like one little thing at a time. So with the herbs, it is okay to just grow something, put it in a ball jar, dump some oil over it, and let it steep. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's your big move for this year. Mm-hmm. Like a little at a time. I think we kind of get a new skill or a new skill slash hobby because that's what these things turn into for many of us. And we feel like we have to just rip into it and immerse and then we just get overwhelmed yeah and a lot of times it it backfires yep it kills the joy that kind of started the movement in the first place like cheese making (laughs) oh my gosh you know maybe just learn how to make one great cheese and then try another one next year she said to herself it's that authoritarian (laughs) thing again i got this really great new jam book called the blue spoon jam workbook i can't no but somebody told me about it i Mm. got it and she's great of course she uses white sugar so like i can't ever just take a recipe from it because i don't make my it's different i'm using like apple juice concentrate and honey and blah 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 and she's like talking about the importance of cooking your jams in small batches and we're gonna work with a pound and a half of fruit at the time and like i'm like that sounds like somebody who goes to the farmer's market and buys like three little things of raspberries like isn't this posh and sweet let's go home and make some raspberry jam I'm like what do you mean I'm like how much will you charge me if I buy all of it (laughs) (laughs) well what do you do when like your peach your peaches come off a peach tree and you've got Mm. 250 pounds of peaches to work through like you can't make jam a pound at a time you just can't Shay's in the courtyard Boil, boil. I am. You should see the cauldron on my stove right now. I was like, you know what? I think I'll just make it all at once. And like, I know what happens. It's like when you make shoe pastry and you fill your oven full of a tripled batch of shoe pastry. It's not going to work. I know full and well it's not going to work, but I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, yes. One thing at a time. One thing at a time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do we want to go? Do we want to go therapist here? This one's a doozy. Oh, I'll, we'll try. We'll try New Zealand. We're gonna try for you, Hoon Hay Homestead. Okay. Uh, this is an in-law question. Oh, okay. See, now we we do need the scary organ music. Um, how do you encourage your other half's family to respect your space and traditions when they visit you? Um. Sometimes she feels, I'm going to summarize this. Sometimes she feels a little bit uncomfortable when they come over. She'll say, don't worry about bringing anything. I'm going to make lunch. But then junk food gets brought in. The TV gets turned up really loud when she has a fire and nice music playing. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obnoxious children's shows blaring. She feels very undermined and invisible. 
Mm-hmm. And doesn't want to make anyone feel hurt or defensive. Mm. Okay. This is a ball I would lob into my husband's court. That's what I was just thinking. I wish Stuart could answer this. <laughs> Boop. No, I mean, as far as like, this is your family. Oh. So, so you'd pull you Joel behind that. a door and like grab him by the shirt collar and be like, Rick Center. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Stuart's family lives in Georgia and North Carolina, so we don't actually get to spend a lot of time with them. So I don't, I don't have that much experience with this sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. But we do we have spoken generally about being in community with people and maintaining fellowship. What's worth breaking fellowship over and what's not worth breaking fellowship over. Right, right. So the loud television is annoying. And it's, do you wish it was off? Yes. But people have their habits and they are who they are. So one thing Stuart has encouraged me over the years, and I find this very helpful, was either it's a big enough deal to take to somebody and sit down with respectfully and say, listen, this is what's going on and this is how it makes me feel and we need to find Mm -hmm. a solution. It's either a big enough deal that that can be done well yeah. Or you need to stop grumbling about it and you need to just stomach it. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know the specifics of this situation, but one option would, like Angela said, be certainly that you pull your husband aside, again, not when you're in rage mode, right? and say, listen, here's how I would really like this to go. We don't want to have the tele- – televisions are terrible. They're tele- terrible for conversation. They're just, just, they're yeah. just garbage. Um. But if it's a matter of your company, you know, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I do think, I mean, this situation, she mentioned that her husband's lost a significant amount of weight and mom still brings over junk food. Uh, So I I do think this is like a a husband, a husband thing, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, yeah, hey, you know, like, hey, Mom, Shay's going to make dinner tonight. You don't need to bring anything. I'm still really trying to watch my weight, yeah. you know, if, or if you want it. Or, like, say, if if you'd like to bring something, here's what we need to complete the meal. Maybe mm-hmm. do that. Um, I mean, I've had the t- TV situation. We don't have TV, but in the past, my big beef, especially as a young bride, was when um, family would come over and, and there's a sporting event, mm-hmm. you know, which is often happening on the holidays or the weekends. And um, I had to let, just let that go because that was what mm-hmm. people do. Mm-hmm. And that's they don't want to miss it. And uh, I would just like ask Joel, like, can we like, can you just kind of monitor the volume? <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's not devouring the house. But I know this is what people want to do. And I know that that gives them a sense of community if that's yeah. if there's a brother in law or something and they just follow the same team. I mean, I know everybody's. Yeah different so you do kind of have to like you said decide how hurtful is it really mm-hmm. is it hurtful enough to to wade through working it out you know right and yes and it might be I think in this case it it might be because it sounds like maybe she's sort of dreading the visits if she feels the word undermined is a powerful word if she feels undermined then I'd start mm-hmm. by going to the spouse mm-hmm yeah, and I'll say to figure out what lines you want to draw with your spouse. So we had a rule with our kids, like grandparents were not allowed to undermine our authority as parents in right. terms of discipline or 
rules that we had set. So if we mm-hmm. said no more cake, grandparents were not allowed to give cake. Right. Period. And we right. had that conversation very explicitly and they were, you know, we only had to have it one time and it was respected and that was that. Um, mm-hmm. But I would just be really careful about where you draw those lines and just really only draw the the really, really important ones. And remember too, if we're talking about community here, you know, I think this is an important point that you just said, Angela. People, we might like the music and we might like the good fancy food and we might like the set table. And like, that's just not everyone's thing. They really don't yeah. care. They really don't care. But because they're your family, you still have to find a way to just be in community with them in the very best way. And that might be television. <laughs> it might be them mm-hmm. watching the sports game. Um, so I don't know how helpful that was, but. We tried. We tried. Okay. Sorry. I hate sports being on in the background. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> I don't mind. Like, I mean, I do mind. I don't really, unless it's NASCAR. I love the sound of NASCAR, but I don't really like the sound of football. Uh-huh. The sound of baseball is nostalgic to me because that was always on in the background in the summertime at my grandma's house. Just quietly, the Cubs on in the corner. Um, but yeah, if you can't. Mm-hmm function yeah it's no fun for me yeah uh this is shyla farmhouse flies over on instagram this is a very practical question okay how do we clean our stovetops it's her most unfavorite thing to do in the nightly cleanup and it's perpetually dirty and really hard to clean any favorite products or tips i wish we knew what kind of stovetop she had yeah because you know it's going to be different, whether it's like enamel or stainless yeah. or the cooktop. Yep. Go yeah. on. Share the... Okay. I hate doing it. Yeah. You know what I hate? My least favorite part is lifting up the grates and getting them out of the way. Because uh, my stove now is stainless on the top and my previous stove was, and I hate... I don't want to scratch it. So I'm always like lifting them very carefully, setting them aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I have something that I use. I mean... Baking soda and lemon for, like, the really baked-on crud that can happen along the back of your range, assuming you have, like, a fence system or something going on back there. I think that's one of the best things to do, baking soda and lemon oil. Just let it sit on there for a while and then go in with an old toothbrush and have at it. But for just daily maintenance, I get a stainless steel spray, and I know lots of companies make them. I get mine from Azur. I love it. It's really oily and it smells nice, and I think it does a great job. Uh, I always try to use a really clean towel, and if something is on the stove, like sugar or salt, or somebody's broken my rules and like poured sugar or salt, you know, in like mm-hmm. the little granules, I try to like lift them instead of rub them so that it doesn't scratch too. I'm kind of okay. anal retentive. I know you're kind of, I was just gonna say, you are much more careful than I am. I am. I am. I like a clean stovetop. And yeah. yeah, but I hate doing it. Yeah. Hate. I usually make Stuart do it. <laughs> oh, okay. When he's like, is there anything I can do to help? I'm like, yeah, you can clean the stove. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, I use a an oil combination called Abode and just dilute okay. it in water. It's just a blend of essential oils. And that usually works fine. Lemon oil is really, really good for cutting grease. So mm-hmm. if you literally just want to make your own, vinegar, does, I know it doesn't smell good, 
but it does really work for something like that. Um, and if I don't have anything like that, then I'll just use some dish soap and a sponge yeah. and I'll scrub it and then I'll get a clean like tea towel and just wipe it clean. Right. So, and then as far as like the burners go, so I have like a brass burner cap sort of a thing. And mm-hmm. when I do my deep clean of the kitchen once a week, um, I will use Barkeeper's Friend and a really mm-hmm. abrasive scrub brush and scrub yeah. those clean with Barkeeper's Friend, which is ox- oxalic acid. Um, mm-hmm. It works so well. So that's like my cleaning that's the thing I have to have in my cleaning pack is Barkeeper's yeah. Friend. Lots of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, rats. I was just going to ask you something. A- another idea, too, is keep an eye on your, if you have gas burners, keep an eye on, like, I don't know, I, I have no idea what the technical term is. Like, the regulation of the gas is as technical as I'm going to get. <laughs> but if it's, if it's, if it's a skew, then like too much soot comes out and it can make the bottom of your pots and pans really dirty and it can make your mm. grates really dirty. So if you feel like you're kind of like in this endless cycle of black blackness, you might want to check your burners and the the gas flow. Um, okay. Oh, rats. Oh, you know what I do, friends? I keep a roll of tinfoil right next to my so I have my stove and then I turn around and all my spices are under the counter like open and I just keep not even in the box I just keep a roll of tinfoil I go through tinfoil like crazy and I just put it around if I have something that's going to spritz a lot I just lay tinfoil like kind of around that cast iron or something (laughs) because I hate cleaning the stove so much I'd rather just wad up the tinfoil when I'm done does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah I've never done that yeah that's my move (laughs) It really helps. There you go. Mm -hmm. Practical tips. Practical tips. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay, here's the... This is Carrie. Carrie Bolden, thank you for the 4th of July episode. Said there's a second button from the top of the right of the gas pump screen, and it will silence the TV. (laughs) Thank you. Back to the gas pumps. (laughs) Back to the gas pump. Molly Scott over on Instagram. This is another good question. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> uh, she always hears you, Shay, talking about sitting down to pay your bills. Uh, she wants okay. to know why they're not automated and would love more Molly, insight on don't our judge me like that. budgeting systems. She's always looking for tips on financial literacy. Yes. I have automated everything that I possibly can automate. But there are like two things. One is our water district because we live, there's like, you know, 30 people in our water district and so they just don't have the means to do something like that so i have to remember to pay our water bill and i have to remember to pay our we do samaritan ministries for our mm-hmm. health care and that is also not automated and cannot be automated because every month you write a check to a different person it's like one of the members supporting members sort of christian medical sharing companies mm-hmm. um and so those are like the two that i always make sure that i have to sit down and pay And then there's just sort of the paperwork back end of things where because we are self-employed, we have to categorize a lot of receipts and we have to file monthly tax forms and all these really unfun, unsexy things (laughs) that that come along with being, if you ever want to own a small business, don't come to Washington State. Man, they just have really ripped the joy out of being a small business owner. I always say it's where the American dream comes to die because it's 
gosh, the amount of regulation and paperwork is just out of this world. But we got to do it. And um, so, yeah. So there's a bunch of just really unfun things. It doesn't take a ton of time. It takes me 45 minutes. But a lot of times when important paperwork comes in, you don't always have the time as a homemaker to deal with it right then. And you'll get stuff in the mail. Maybe it's your voter registration card. Maybe you have to renew your driver's license. Maybe you have to get new tabs for your trailer. And these things sort of filter in. And that bogs me down because we're just going throughout the day. We're just going, going. So I keep a bin. And it's literally just marked bills and paperwork in my office. And whenever something like that comes in, I just slip it right in there because I know it's accounted for. I know it's in a safe place. And I know that I once a week I will go through that bin and I will deal mm-hmm. with all the things that need to be dealt with. And sometimes it's bills. Sometimes it's paperwork. Sometimes it's filing stuff. Sometimes it's changing passwords or updating credit cards on file. Those kinds of things. Naturally, yeah. it just um, builds up. And so once a week I come through sweep through it all and I know that it's all accounted for so that's kind of how I manage that stuff that's not really able to be automated yeah good uh the reason look there are so many things to do and so many like decisions to make during the day automating the bills is you gotta do it like Mm. it's just one of the just gives you less to think about that Joel still has like a, a handful that he hasn't done. I'm like, why? <laughs> it's 2022. Just let the computer do mm-hmm. it for you. It will be okay. Uh, do you do that on the same day every week, or is it just you know you walk by and you're like, oh, you, well, I roughly do that. Yeah, yeah, roughly I try yeah. to. Yeah, but I will say, you know, when we um, did not have the financial means that we had now, when things were really, really, really tight. I did not want to automate anything because God forbid that pull on a holiday or like the wrong yeah. day. And well, that's where he still is mentally. <laughs> I'm like, you realize those days are over. Yeah. You can actually yeah, automate things. It will be okay. I know. Yeah. It's tricky though to let go of that control. You know, yeah, when, when every sure. dollar is really crucial, mm-hmm. you account for every dollar and you know exactly when it's going to go out and what bills get paid when. And, and you kind of want to be the be. one to do it. And yeah. you kind of want to be mm-hmm. the one to pull the trigger. You know, um, when we first moved to Alabama, I turned our AC on to just like normal AC temperature and then forgot I lived in the Pacific Northwest where energy is very cheap. And our first month, we got a $475 electric bill. And that was basically like half our paycheck. (laughs) And I almost died. I almost died. And if that would have just been set to pull out automatically, we would have been mm-hmm. hosed. And instead, I called the company. I was like, I'm so sorry. I just moved here. I don't know what I'm doing. And basically, I had to shut our AC off. We couldn't afford to run it. But they let me pay mm-hmm. it, you know, over like three months or something so right. that I could pay it off. And anyway, so if, if that's a concern, then yeah, don't automate. And I would say, you know, on this show, we don't want you to always be about like having to buy things, Okay. But we do talk about elevating your space and keep it interest, keeping it interesting, keeping it fresh so you feel a little motivated. Uh, it's funny because just two hours ago, I, you can see if you're up on Patreon, like I'm switching my office, so mm-hmm. I got halfway done, so my desk area looks nice, and now the chaos is behind me. Um, and I just had this conversation with Ami Lee. I said, I think I need to go to TJ Maxx and just get a few of the matte gold like paper bins. Mm-hmm somewhere to put my pens, a few clips, a new calculator, 
Like if that's what it's going to take to make um, mm -hmm. sitting down and working through your bills a little bit more palatable, a nice sharp pencil, a fun little rhinestone calculator, yep. like whatever you need <laughs> so it doesn't feel like drudgery, a few things so you can kind of get in the routine and have the habit be mildly pleasant, do that. Because mm -hmm. it is a major part of most of our responsibility. Most of us have this responsibility. And if you're just sitting down to like wads of receipts and chaos and you can't ever find a pen and you don't know if you're coming or going, mm -hmm. like you're not going to do it and you're not going to do it well because who would want to? Mm -hmm. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze drying world with a beautiful new freeze dryer from Harvest Dry and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze dryer trays, push the start button, and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. Freeze dried food lasts for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze dried food costs one third the cost of store bought, which means your freeze dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs. Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes & Co., Tubes & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a 10% discount. Are you ready for a well-appointed bathroom? How about a stack of gorgeous towels from American Blossom Linens? I have them and I love them. For your well-appointed bathroom, why not wrap yourself in the most luxurious, thick, oversized towels made in America? These long-lasting, absorbent, heirloom-quality towels will surround you with the plush comfort you can expect from 100% organic West Texas cotton. Feel the softness of the ring-spun, combed, two-ply cotton loops against your skin. These luxurious towels and washcloths are OEKO certified, so you can rest assured they are made without harmful chemicals. Unlike others, American Blossom's organic cotton sets of towels are made with all USA materials and nothing ever leaves the United States. So visit AmericanBlossomLemons.com 
and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSHEET20 for 20% off. Um, I used to go to the dollar store a lot, which I hate. I loathe the dollar store. But they sell plastic, those like little plasticky milk crate bins. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, and they're great for easy, simple organization. They're mm-hmm. not they're not sexy. They're not that pretty, but they do really work, and they're $1. And and, yeah. yeah, and so you can just line them up and just, okay, I've got bills in one. I've got receipts in another one. And my mom, you know, I just – I love her so much. But I've told you guys about how she had Fridays off. And so every Friday when we came home from school, she would have just put her hand to something in the house – And even now, we always joke, like, I'm going to Staples to get my life organized. Because when you're there, you feel like anything is possible. And it's like Like the container store. Have you ever been in one of those? No, no. I would probably not be able to control myself. You'd have a seizure in aisle four. I can't control myself in Staples. I'm just like, I'll just, and I try to leave, like, I try not to spend extra money like that. But Mm -hmm. a new thing a pen so mom has a working pen when she sits down to pay bills and she doesn't have to do it with a like half dried out sharpie with her eyeliner (laughs) you know like i have i have written many checks with a crayola marker many and like Mm -hmm. i don't enjoy that and i've i've actually tried to tell myself like slow down humiliating take the time to like actually enjoy doing your signature try to try to do beautiful penmanship you know like Try to, there are these like small moments. If that means getting some pretty checks and getting a new thing of pens from Staples and, you know, maybe, yeah, like you said, maybe getting some clips or some post-it notes, then so be it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Make, find a little desk, even if it's little space on your kitchen countertop, if you're in a smaller house Mm -hmm. or you don't have a designated workspace. Um, Darla took the door off of a closet and put a waist-high shelf in a closet mm. and that's her little mom station she's got a house plant and a computer she painted it dark blue on the inside yeah and she can just walk up to it stand there do her thing yep it's great yep it's yeah and and having a place to like I always try to find a time to pay bills and do the paperwork and stuff when you know maybe the kids like we let them do like a Sunday night movie although I don't mm-hmm. do bills on Sunday night but like I try to find a pocket of time when they're they're accounted for because it, think. when I can yeah. think, when mm-hmm. I can think, it's really difficult to like navigate the Department of Revenue when you're putting out a fight. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. really tricky. So like make a latte, put on music, put some good oils in your diffuser, spray yourself with your perfume or whatever. Make sure your teeth are brushed and like try to be in the right frame of mind when you sit down to do it too, because that really does make a difference. Even in how yeah, you respond and- to emails and stuff. Right. And, you know, as far as just organization and running the bill aspect of your house, I um, am really strict about, like, I have, like, a threshold rule, like, junk mail, little local newspapers, like, they they stop at the kitchen counter. Like, they Mm -hmm. don't come any further into the house. So if Mm -hmm. you're having to, like, sit down and go through just garbage when you do your bills... Or if you need to make a return or get, like, clothing receipts organized and you're, like, digging through old TJ Maxx bags to find the receipts, like, make a few changes as far as that goes. Mm -hmm. Get strict about that. Don't even bring the junk mail in. It can just rip it up, shred it, and go right in the recycle. At the store, when they say, would you like the receipt or would you like it in the bag, always take the receipt. 
don't have them shove it in the bottle bottom of the bag. Have like a designated fold in your wallet for clothing receipts. Yep. Just a couple little things like that to keep your head screwed on tight. Okay. I wait, I gotta tell you this terrible story. Okay. All right. Because okay, so we've told you guys about bowl full of lemons. So she has a great book, Home Organizing. Her name's Tony. It's a great book. And I opened it up and I had a little pity party because she has you start with your master bedroom. Like get your master bedroom in order and then we're going to sort out the rest of your life. And she does such a beautiful job in this book of like, here's the next thing to do. But I'm feeling sorry for myself because I can't do that and everything in my life is in disarray. (laughs) So I get to the car chapter. I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll start like, you know, we'll skip the master bedroom. Where can we go next? And she has this great car area in her book. And I was looking at that and I was like, oh man, I should really do that. Okay, so we have a garbage bag. We have a bin in the back that has toe straps and emergency flares and a first aid kit. You know, maybe we Mm -hmm. have a tub in the back that has snacks and sweatshirts and, you know, just like preventative. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the other day I'm in town with Georgia and Julia and we're driving through town and we had just gotten my car washed, but it needed to be cleaned out badly because there was just... It's summer, so there's like sparkling water cans and cups, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Um, it looks really bad. So we're at a stoplight, and there's a police officer behind me, and he flashes his lights. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. And George is like, what, what, what's going on? I was like, we're being pulled over. So I pull oh, into I the parking lot. Feeling. I know. I hate and that feeling. Juliet reaches, she's like in the back, and she leans forward. She's like, Mom, do you feel shame? Are you ashamed? And I was just like, Juliet, no, I'm not ashamed. Like, he's, it's going to be fine. So he comes. Do you feel ashamed? Do you feel ashamed? So the police officer comes to the window. And like, again, I don't have an authoritarian problem with police officers. I'm just like, right. What? What did I do? What did I do? Just when you're told to make Thai food. Did I hit a pedestrian and not realize it? Boink. He's like, ma'am, I'm pulling you over because your tabs are expired and your Mm, driver's side brake light is out. He goes, can I can I have your registration? So I open up no. my glove compartment. I'd have to know where it is. It's empty. Oh, and I so then I open the center console and it's empty. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I was like, I don't actually have my registration. He goes, okay, well, can you give me your proof of insurance card? So I pull it out of my purse. It's expired by two years. <laughs> Shame. It gets better. <laughs> Do you feel ashamed? Do you feel ashamed? Well, I didn't before, uh, but I do now. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pinch mom. Yeah. She needs to cry. So he's yeah. like, well, do you have your driver's license? And I was like, okay, oh, yes, I have, I have my driver's license. I gave him my driver's license. He goes back, runs it, and then comes back to the window and says, so you've bought in tabs for 2022 and 2023, but like you forgot to put them on for the last two years, basically, because no registration so he said okay driver's side taillight $149 driving without your registration $149 um what there was a third offense that I can't remember what it was and then driving without your proof of insurance was $450 so he's like that's a thousand dollars and he must have seen some crazy look on my face because he was like today's your warning get it fixed and I was like okay I'm so sorry I felt I did feel ashamed Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I did feel ashamed. Yeah, that's when you're like, Do, uh, am I a grown up? I know. I came home. What are we doing here? I came right. home, looked through my bills thing, and in the mm-hmm. back, I had three 
like Department of Licensing envelopes that I hadn't opened. I bought them. They sent me the tabs. Just never opened up the envelope and stuck it on. So I got all that accounted for yesterday. And now I'm on this bender of just getting things organized like that. Like that. Because you Mm -hmm. do feel ashamed. You know? Yeah. Sorry. That was a long... That was a long story to tell you that you should <laughs> feel better okay. about yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my biggest fear is like, is the registration really in there? Like, would I be able to find that with the extra tampons and the yeah. the uh, paper napkins? Yeah. Well, doesn't it go fast? Like a year between tabs and oh, a new registration? Like a vacuum. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, the tabs. The I do have an authority. <laughs> there she I goes. I tell you what. That whole I know. ripoff. I know. In Illinois, like, I don't even know what it is here. But, yeah, that really bugs me. It like, really wait, bugs you me. You needed extra money, mm-hmm. so I have to put a sticker on I already car. paid money. I already paid taxes I paid. to pay myself the money to buy the car, which I also paid taxes on. And then I paid a fortune at the DMV when I got the new car for the title and the blah, 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 yeah. and the blah, 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 blah. Well, that's exactly what yeah. Stu said. I came home and I was like, he was so nice. He didn't give me a ticket. And he's like, if he could walk away from that, giving you a $1,000 ticket, he shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to sleep at night <laughs> because that is robbery. That's robbery. Anyway. It's unbelievable. See? Thor can't stand it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can't stand it. It makes me mad. What would they do if we all just stopped putting stickers on our vehicles? Watch it now, Angela. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you hear the people say? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Katie, Austin, Katie. Martin, would like to know, I mentioned having vein treatments several years ago. Have I done anything since to maintain, reduce my spider veins and varicose veins in my legs? Yikes. She's planning to have professional vein treatment. Three pregnancies have left her with legs of a grandma, but curious how I've maintained circulation since. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I've had vein treatment thrice, three times, because by my early 20s, my spider veins were really bad. And no offense to the women in my family, but I saw their legs, and that was a road I didn't want to travel down. Um, so... I had, this was a long time ago. I don't think they do it this way anymore. I had saline injections and it hurt, but it worked. And um, apparently I had enough. I was told I would need to like constantly, you know, every couple years have it done, but they actually aren't, they did good. Uh, Do you have any varicose veins, Shay? Like big purple veins or anything? I have one that wants to to not obey. Be a thing. (sighs) Yeah, I, I have, mm-hmm. I have like a, it was kind of like a burst. It looked like a firework, you know, and every time I was pregnant, it would really get dark and then I would have the baby and the pressure must have come off yeah. or something and it would lighten up. Yeah. Well, it's still there and then it has a little friend <laughs> next door. <laughs> and I don't, I gotta tell you, You're so like, yeah. You're so funny. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, I, it's like, it It looks like my calves are, are, I have big calves. Like, I'm not a real big fan of my legs. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really need any extra bonuses. Like shame. <laughs> yeah. It's, it bothers me. I'll, and I actually, I want to look into, like, what can I do? It's Well, a lot of women get them stripped. 
I, so does that so that I have many really many many friends who have had their varicose veins stripped and it is painful but you know varicose veins for some women like they're very painful. painful it's they're not just painful. like oh you can see this big vein a in the vanity. back of my thigh or whatever yeah. it's like no it's yeah. a severe thing but they take mm-hmm. like a crochet hook and literally like pull the vein it's not for the faint-hearted but I have had many friends who have had that done because of the pain that it causes um, I don't know about spider veins in terms of the aesthetic and what they do for that now. I would imagine they break it up with some kind of laser. I do I have think sp- it's a light. I do have yeah. spider veins and sort of my method of dealing with it is to wear like below the knee skirts. That's kind of where mm-hmm. my, you know, thing is. And then you just have your calf showing and I, you can see spider veins on it. I don't. Did you have a lot? I mean, mine were like full system of highways like my, my thighs were just covered in I mean them. some are dark and darker than others mm-hmm. I don't have them on my thighs yet I just have them on my calves and um, I try to do like the leg not the leg crossing I try to do the ankle crossing for circulation mm-hmm. working out has helped a lot I think because you're mm-hmm. just naturally putting a lot more blood flow into your muscles but I don't spider veins I don't think are a circulation thing they okay it was it was my understanding and I'm open to being wrong for once but (laughs) it was my understanding that they are (laughs) broken capillaries like come to the surface okay I'm gonna look it up right or something like that I feel like that's what the doctor told me once okay I don't know about that um yeah so I mean Katie go go for it get get that crochet hook out and oh yeah really terrible Um, here's another thing that I actually thought about um I think Uh we should bring back pantyhose there are really comfortable pantyhose that they make now very thin very very thin and you wear they're not uncomfortable they're not on the legs they're uncomfortable on your butt and your crotch and your waist well i think there's probably That's, some good ones now if you guys know of a good brand tell me well, you borrowed mine because Let's that see. little bit of just smoothness that little bit of protection oh, yeah. on your leg um that's good I think that would be nice. I think that would make you feel a little bit more comfortable. Like, ooh, did I shave? Do I have stubble now? And like, oh, I have this weird little vein. Like just the idea was to make it look like you had nice smooth legs. I think there's something mm-hmm. to that. Because, guys, um, these are my our leg bodies. Hair pokes right through the, uh, <clears throat> the pantyhose. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen before. But it's tricky. Okay. The, the ones that you borrowed, my favorite pair of pantyhose. Yes. Here they are. They're John Lewis. Okay. They are John Lewis, barely there, yeah. non-slip tights. I didn't think those were uncomfortable in the crotch or in the the waist. No, I just no more don't. than I underwear. Don't. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not super expensive. They're not outrageous. And they're fabulous. Mm-hmm. They have the little grippers for your feet. So yeah. You're, yeah. Yeah. So if, if they're barely, they are barely there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. Just enough to kind of buffer. But in the summer, like... Yeah, I wear. I just wear. I wear dresses that sort of Mm -hmm. allow for it a little easier. You know, I just it's that whole like I'm not going to take getting older just laying down, but I'm also I do not want to spend my life fretting about every little thing that my body is doing because it's getting older. Because it is getting older. Like there's nothing to be done about that, and just try to make the best of the situation and. You know, that's going to be different based on your circumstances, everybody's circumstances and everybody's bodies. 
They're all going to be different. They're all going to do different things. And, and everybody's you know, tolerance level. Like totally. Some people are like, yeah, I don't care about veins. Other people are yeah. I this vein needs to go. Yeah. Just don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. There you go. Okay. How many more do we have time for? A couple. Okay. Uh, Angela has talked about her no laundry on furniture rule. What other rules do we follow, the two of us, that help keep uh-huh. us sane? Dishes done at night. Yeah. That's a hill I'll die on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard. We have people over for dinner all the time. We had a family over a little bit ago. They left at 1030, which is, if you know me, that is very late for me. And we did it. We did it anyway. Mm-hmm. I just, well, especially this time of year. Like, it's summer. We have an old house. The AC doesn't really work that great. And, it, like, bugs, critters. It's a severe thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You got to be like I had to be careful even leaving fruit out with like the fruit flies and the, you know, right, half dead house flies. So that's well, that's kind of one of our roles. It's like food has okay. to be put away and dishes have to be washed. Okay. Uh, so no laundry. Um, making my bed. That's okay. my key to daytime sanity. Yeah. The dishes it causes you evening insanity because you don't want to do it. You want to go to bed, but in the morning you're like oh. Thank goodness I did that. Yep. But then during the day, the thank goodness I did that moment comes for me with a made bed. Yep. And when you get into bed at night and you're like, good job, self. Good job, little one. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. I think we could do another, an entire new season on making your bed again. Like, I think we need to hear that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So I shared on my Substack newsletter about this YouTube video I watched. And I would find it, but my phone is dead right now. What is his name? Mm, Rajad. I'll find it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. We're going to post a link to it in the show notes of this video. It is a video on how to properly make a bed. And I loved it. Rajiv. Rajiv. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. We'll post Mm -hmm. it below the video. Will you remember that? No, probably not. You can find it on, I will try, but like, just in case. HGTV Handmade okay. is the YouTube channel that he does a lot of stuff for. And this is the guy I shared yes. with you guys last year that just yep. blew my mind with his um, love for being precious and fussy. Fabulous. Very happy. The best part about it was like so often on this podcast, I feel like we stumble over our words because we're, we're trying, we're not trying to be jerks about anything. We're not trying to be... You know, like, here's how you should live your life. And we're going to tell you what to do. And he was just, (laughs) on this video, he's like, you need to make your bed. Because that's what adults do. I love, it was just, I love a a slight touch of dogmatism. It was just, it was just like, stop it. Make your bed. You are an adult. And this is part of being a good human. (laughs) Right. It was so good. It was so good. And like, so inspiring. As a homemaker, it can be very big and it can be very complicated. And then you see something like this and you're like, oh, I could just make a bed really well. And like that is nice and that's sexy and that's homey and that's comfortable and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like I can delight in the work of my hands. You got to yeah. tell them about the cottage sheets. Oh, yeah. OK, so woohoo. am I is, is Old World sponsoring this? You know what? This I episode? actually don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. Did you talk about cooking community last week? I don't think so. I feel like you did. Okay, I genuinely I don't, know. don't know. Whatever, we can. We'll do a little. Who cares? Okay. Uh, oh, I'm 
really thrilled. So Shay and I are each sponsoring the season. And if it's my turn, then I get to tell you that my cottage is live. So yes, I would love for you to be a member of the Old World Design Society. Uh, the summer magazine is still available. We have two more summer classes. And as a member, you'll have access to more summer design classes, that is. As a member, you have access to the private forum and all the previous, the whole library of previous classes. So we have a good time and we get into some good design detail in the society. Um, and the link is in the show notes, oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. And on that note, I'm thrilled to announce that our Old World English Cottage Airbnb is up and running. We are certified. We've got all the legal schmeagle <laughs> pinned to the wall. Yep, we're doing this. We've um, people are booking, and so if you'd like to come and stay a few days with us, we'd love to have you. And uh, you can check that out at ParisianFarmGirl.com forward slash cottage. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. And today's Monday, so Friday, I'm actually giving a full YouTube tour of the cottage, all the remodeling, all the all the good stuff of how it came about. Just, just so exciting. Mm-hmm. So very exciting. That wasn't much of a plug, but you guys you got, know where to find do it. Do the sheet. Tell them about the sheets. Okay, so on that note, um, the cottage has American Blossom Linens, of course, on the beds. And the sheets, you know, they get softer with each washing. And I was dressing the beds the other day, and I thought, I, I can't take this. Like... People know I iron my sheets. People know I love a pressed sheet. I love starched sheets. If someone is staying with me, like they're gonna want that Parisian farm girl touch. So I took all the sheets home. We have multiple sets for each bed. And I spent all of Saturday morning running them through my <laughs> steamer, pressing them, starching them, putting them in beautiful neurotic little stacks. <laughs> like it's so fabulous. So, yes. when you stay with us, you will be sleeping on sheets pressed by yours truly. And dang it, it matters. The linen spray? Oh, well, I'm trying not to do any um, too much fragrance, okay. just in case someone doesn't care for that. Okay. I'm trying to, to cover those sort of bases since it's a rental. But, yeah, they're beautiful. They're comfortable. And it, it took matters. extra time obviously yeah. for me but it i got done and i thought this matters yeah. like if somebody comes and stays with me and they sleep like a dream and they walk away going that was amazing i might not have time for that in my own life but i just got to sleep on pressed sheets and that was incredible or it inspires them to go iron their pillowcase then then good yep that is a good thing yep um i will be on my bed by this weekend. Oh, fabulous. Shay is referencing the fact that she's been living in her living room, sleeping in her living room for six or seven months. So this is a big deal. Yep. I will not have okay. to sleep on the floor anymore. And I cannot, when I actually first watched that video, I cried because I wanted mm. so badly to make my bed. <laughs> and I do make my bed, even though it's on the floor. Right. I do make it, but that's certainly not the same satisfaction. <laughs> so right? I'm very, very excited. I promised myself that once we got our washer and dryer hooked back up downstairs, I would never complain about having to do laundry again. There is, in my mind, there's nothing to complain about after having to schlup through laundry 
for six months without having a washer and a dryer. And I genuinely feel so delighted and so grateful to be able to just Mm. walk down to a laundry room and do the laundry. And I don't think I will. I mean, I, I probably never even thought about sleeping in a bed. I probably just thought this is what people do. And I don't think I'll ever not appreciate. It's like when you go through a time of not having money. You doesn't matter how much money you have. You will never forget the lessons that you learned when you didn't have it. Mm. Ever. And that's how I feel about sleeping on the floor. It's <laughs> 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 oh. funny. Um, yeah. That, well, congratulations Thank there. You. That's very Thank exciting. You. When is that? This week? Well, next weekend. Next mm-hmm. weekend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have okay. to seal and grout the one? tile. And um, Oh, boy. And then we're That's good. messy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do one more. Close it on out. One more. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Let me see. Let's see here. Uh, Make it a good and controversial one. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, brother. How about just sort of an easy one? Um, Let's just do an easy one. Let's stay in the decorating space for a few minutes. Um, And again, oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Love to see you over there. Any tips for incorporating nature specimens in your decorating? I'd love to display some of the shells, rocks, feathers, etc. that I've found, but I'm never quite sure how. Yes. This is, I love all of these things. I love all the things. (laughs) I have like wasps' nests and birds' nests and feathers and dried flowers and all the Uh, Let's just start with this. Okay. If you're thinking that sounds really messy, you're right. There's nothing really clean about dried herbs and dried flowers. Wasps' nests and the like crumble snake skins yep disintegrate yep uh this is not for everyone (laughs) okay some of you are going to want to use like shadow boxes or terrariums or things like that to contain said nature mess and others are just content to pluck a feather behind their favorite piece of art yep and so it's kind of to me you have to decide like do you want to have these collections like a showcase like this is what we found on our property or this is our vacation what we've discovered on our vacation and it's it's contained like art whether it's um you know in like a a glass coffee table that has that where the lid opens up or or pressed under glass on top of a dresser or something or in a shadow box or are you going to be a little bit more whimsical about it and pop it here there and everywhere in your house Mm -hmm. that's what i do so I have like little okay. wood shelves on the, in the living room walls, you know, and I'll like put little collections of cool rocks that I've kept mm-hmm. or I'll have a stack of old books and I'll have, you know, a wasp nest like leaning against the side of it. Um, there is sort of a power in numbers, I think, with some of these things. And so like I try okay. to put them as a collection mm-hmm. and I find that that keeps it from looking a little too trinkety and a little too messy. Um, so for example, I keep a shelf of just a variety of different vases and I love to put like all the dried flowers in all of those. So it reads as like a big dried flower collection as opposed to having five here and a little cluster here and a little cluster here, which just can, we just don't have that much space in our house. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I display some of those things. Um, seashells I keep in little tins and sometimes I open them and sometimes I don't. 
I'm feeling like, okay. yeah, let's show these. And sometimes I'm like, no, I need clean. Right. Like it just needs to be clean. Then I'll just shut the lid and stash it away. So yeah, that's kind of how I do it. And yeah. And if it's something that um, does appeal to you, but you don't want to get real fussy about it, I think bigger is better. Mm-hmm. So like a nice big um, shell. What are those conch? Yeah. What are those ones called? Like something really big like that on top of a stack of books or yeah. that wasp nest make sure you've put it in the freezer it's like adequately everybody's dead inside you know and you want to hang it from a hook in the corner you know maybe with a beautiful branch that you found or like if you want to go bigger Mm -hmm. that can be more of a statement Mm -hmm. uh, statement piece as well yep i love that kind of stuff okay okay cool all right ladies thanks for joining us here on homemaker another one in the books um (laughs) this is really fun we really are grateful that you guys have just sort of accepted this Uh, theme for this season because it's made it really fun for us to sort of recharge our batteries and sort of hear from you what's on your mind you know we sit down Mm -hmm. and just talk to each other and it's hitting tens of thousands of you all around the world and that's pretty amazing very humbled very grateful for your support Mm -hmm. for the love that you've so shown this show um last week we always close uh, talking about tubes and company because Mm -hmm. that's a skincare that shay and i really enjoy Last week, we had our little controversial statement about skin, sun balm, sunscreen, oh. rather. Yes. Sunscreen. And I had told you that I got the sun balm from Toops and Company. Well, we started our 30-day beach challenge, where I take the kids to the beach for just at least a little bit every day. And I'm so in love with this sun balm. So I just started using it this week. And I'm using it on my chest and the tops of my hands and my forearms, just okay. where I could get, like, older discoloration if you will (laughs) okay it's amazing like you still get tan but you don't get funky Mm -hmm. you don't I'm not prone to burning but I I might burn like that first time um I didn't this year because like the whole seed oils conversation we had a few weeks ago but I'm pretty obsessed with this sun balm it smells delicious and I'm loving it on the tops of my hands and my chest I just I'm thrilled isn't it nice when just you find thrilled. a product like that and you're just, you can put your mind at rest and just be like, I don't have to give that any more mental energy. To me, like, yeah. that's what Tubes & Co. has done. It's like, what should I wash with? How's my, how's my skin going to react? Blah, 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 blah. What's mm. in this? It's like, all that now. It's just at rest. Um, do you have her new body oils? The Blue Tansy body oil? No. Oh, speaking of like leg, making your legs pretty and oh. stuff, that's another one you've okay. got to try. Well, actually, it's this is on size. my list, so I got to do this. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, so friends, the Sun Balm, the Blue Tansy Body Oil, toopsandco.com. What's our coupon code? Homemaker10 for 10% off one-time purchase. So stuck. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Go yeah. build a big old cart. That's what I do. Like every three months, mm-hmm. I just give myself a big old... Get myself a big old shipment from Tombstone. I go through the house. I'm like, who needs deodorant? Who needs face oh, wash? Who needs this? So good. Let me know what you need. Yes. Yeah. So thank you to Emily. We love your products. So please keep making them. Please don't ever quit your job. Please don't stop. <laughs> yeah. Please don't quit. We need you. All right, ladies. Have a great week. Go make it a beautiful week in your home. We would love to just share with us over on Instagram, Homemaker Chic Podcast. Um, and we'll be back here next Monday. Yes, we will. Okay. Cheers. Cheers.